Hello and welcome to the Anishinaabe History Podcast. I'm Chris Waite. Today we're talking about the major rivers that flow into Hudson Bay. This water route was important during the fur trade and therefore was a major factor in relationships involving Anishinaabe and European people. Hudson Bay is named after English explorer Henry Hudson. He had made many attempts to navigate the infamous Northwest Passage to Asia. He was unsuccessful in reaching his goal and disappeared after a mutinous crew cast him adrift in 1611. In the 1650s, two fur traders from the colony of New France learned from Cree people that the best fur country was north and west of Lake Superior. The French fur traders, Radisson and Grosselier, set out in 1659 overland to get to Hudson Bay. They returned to their colony a year later with top-value furs. Radisson and Grosselier then sought out financial backers for another expedition to Hudson Bay, this time by water. In 1665, the two French fur traders arrived in England to obtain sponsorship from Prince Rupert and, ultimately, King Charles II. Chronologically, this was after England's Oliver Cromwell had dissolved England's temporary rump parliament by force, but before England and Scotland had united to become Great Britain. By 1668, Radisson and Grosselier had acquired two ships, the Eaglet and the Nonsuch. The Eaglet, upon which was Radisson, did not make it to the New World. The Nonsuch, however, did make a successful voyage to James Bay. 1668 then became the year that the first European fur trading fort was built along Hudson Bay. That fort was originally called Charles Fort. It eventually became Rupert House and is now known as Waskaganish, Quebec. Geographically, James Bay is within Hudson Bay. Imagine an uppercase Q shape. The little tail of the Q is James Bay and the rest of the Q is Hudson Bay. James Bay extends further south and hence inland than the rest of Hudson Bay. The Hudson's Bay Company was established in 1670 by English Royal Charter under financier and King Charles II, who was also Prince Rupert's cousin. Soon thereafter, the Hudson's Bay Company, financed by England's royalty, built forts along James Bay. The forts built at James Bay in order were Rupert House, 1668, Moose Factory, 1673, and then Fort Albany in 1679. In 1682, another French fur trading expedition headed by Radisson, this one called the Compagnie du Nord, took control of the area and built the first fort that would eventually become York Factory. In 1684, the Hudson's Bay Company established Fort Nelson at the mouth of the nearby Nelson River, named for a British officer who had died in 1612. After establishing Fort Nelson, York Factory was then also built in 1684 by the company along the Hayes River, a tributary of Hudson Bay. York Factory was named in honor of the Duke of York, a British lord. Two other forts were subsequently built on the western shore of Hudson Bay itself, Fort Severn, 1689, and later Fort Churchill, established in 1717. In Cree, 
York Factory is called Kitchi Waskagen, which translates into Great House. Interestingly, according to Baraga's Ojibwe dictionary, house is pronounced Wakagen, or alternatively, Wigawam. York Factory and Fort Nelson were in excellent strategic positions for their time, because two large river systems, the Saskatchewan and the Red, drain into Hudson Bay. Many rivers, including the Red and the Saskatchewan, drain directly into Lake Winnipeg. From Lake Winnipeg, the water flows north into Hudson Bay via the Nelson River. So, by water, people can travel inland from York Factory onto Lake Winnipeg, and from Winnipeg deep into the continent. Lake Winnipeg is a hub of many waterways. For instance, the Saskatchewan River leads west from Winnipeg and was the supply line for many fur trading outposts, such as Cumberland House, Carleton House, Hudson House, Buckingham House, and Edmonton House. Not only that, but the Saskatchewan River and its many tributaries also supplied outposts such as Fort Pitt, Fort Carleton, Fort Alicorn, and even a place called the Pa. South of Lake Winnipeg are the Assiniboine River and the Red River. The Assiniboine is shorter than both the Red and the Saskatchewan, yet it nonetheless sustained many forts and trading posts. The Red River, while likewise sustaining numerous forts and posts, was also a major route into the deep interior of what is now known as the United States of America. Thus, York Factory was strategically important because it was a gateway to the interior of the continent. Remember that this was almost a hundred years before America had gained independence from Britain. Prior to the Americans fighting the British, the French fought the English. A lot. So too did the Scottish, the Irish, and the Welsh resist the English. Indeed, the United Kingdom was united by military force. In that same vein, England's transition from an absolute monarchy to a constitutional monarchy was also conducted by force. But that's another story. In the late 1600s, the English and the French were once again at each other's throats. This time it was over control of Hudson Bay and James Bay. York Factory was fought over by the French and the English many times in its history. In fact, all throughout what is now northern Ontario, Manitoba, and Quebec, many forts changed hands and names back and forth over the years. The Compagnie du Nord was in control of the York Factory area in 1682 and then the English were in control of that same area in 1684. Two years after that, in 1686, another French expedition set out, this time overland from Montreal, to attack each English fort and establish their own instead. A French commander, the Chevalier de Troyes, was successful at capturing three forts in 1686, Moose Factory, Fort Rupert, and Fort Albany. Fort Albany was the primary objective. In 1689, King William III of England officially declared war against the French, even though the two nations had already been battling for Hudson Bay for years. In 1697, Pierre Le Moyne de Iberville 
After a previous failed attempt and a previous success at capturing York Factory, beat the British in Hudson Bay and was able to once again capture York Factory. The French were in control of this fort until 1713, whereupon it was returned to the English under the Treaty of Utrecht. During that century, the 1600s, the kingship of England passed hands from James I to Charles I, who then was executed after a civil war. There was even a decade when England had no head of state, only a temporary parliament. Oliver Cromwell was declared Lord Protector and was succeeded by his son Richard, who was unable to fill his father's shoes. Then a kingship was restored in England, thus creating a constitutional monarchy. The first new king was Charles II, who was replaced by James II, who was replaced by Mary II and her husband William III, who had declared war against the French in 1689. Some European royals ruled for decades because there were no term limits. For instance, France at this time was ruled by Louis XIV, a.k.a. the Sun King, who was on the throne for over 70 years. 70 years! By 1707, England's union with Scotland was one of necessity. Vive la France! Vive le roi! And don't forget, long live the king! Or should I say, Rex Anglorum! Why did the English and the French battle over York Factory? It was not only for the furs and the wealth that accompanied the fur trade, but also the geographic importance of York Factory during that era. York Factory is on Hudson Bay at the Nelson River. Lake Winnipeg drains into Hudson Bay via the Nelson River. The Red River drains into Lake Winnipeg and is a water route into the United States. The Red River flows past Grand Forks and Fargo, North Dakota, and marks the boundary between Minnesota and North Dakota. South of Fargo, the name of the Red River becomes Bois de Sioux River, which roughly translated means Sioux Woods. Bois de Sioux River flows into Mud Lake, which in turn is connected to Lake Traverse and Big Stone Lake in the state of Minnesota. Southeast of Granite Falls, the river is called the Minnesota River, and it flows through Mankato. The river then flows northeast to Minneapolis where the Minnesota River joins the mighty Mississippi. The Mississippi flows southward to the Gulf of Mexico and acts as the boundary between nine American states, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Missouri, Illinois, Arkansas, Tennessee, Mississippi, and Louisiana. York Factory was important because it was the doorway to vast river systems between Hudson Bay and the Gulf of Mexico. People have been using these waterways to travel across Turtle Island for thousands of years. The lakes and rivers have sustained humanity ever since the beginning. So why do people keep fighting over them? That's all for today's podcast, but stay tuned for more podcasts in the future. I'm Chris Waite, and this has been the Anishinaabe History Podcast.